You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. Well, this should come as a no, no duh kind of statement to anybody listening right off the bat with Sexy Marriage Radio. But hey, welcome to 2015. I mean, man. Are, are you are you writing 2015 on your check shit, or are you still stuck with the four? <laughs> I just can't get that five down yet. Yeah, it takes a while. <laughs> and I want to say, hey, welcome to a new year, and thank you for spending part of it with us at Sexy Marriage Radio. We are honored every time you invite us into your world and you let us know what's going on, and you can you can give us some feedback and thoughts and comments and questions even by sending emails to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. You can also jump on iTunes. Leave reviews, comments, criticisms, questions there as well. And if you like what you hear, give us a five-star review, please, because that helps us climb the charts in the sexuality category, which still has a whole bunch of trash in it as far as the amount of information that's uh, really not marriage-centric and marriage-edifying, which is what we hope to do here at Sexy Marriage Radio. So certainly not sexual belief, spiritual belief oriented. You know, it's, yeah, there, there you you cannot divorce sexuality from spirituality. Right, it's who you are. Yep. It's what we do. It's how we're wired. So I do love that we marry those two things together shamelessly. Absolutely, we, we can talk about God and we can talk about sex all in the same sentence. And I think that's what surprises people so much. It's so much of the feedback that we get is I love how it's a Christian based show, but you talk so openly about sex. It's like, yeah, <laughs> if Christians can't talk about sex, who has the right to God exactly. created this. And I know that some of our listeners aren't necessarily on the Christian bandwagon like we are. And we totally respect that. But I love what I read from Richard Rohr, who's a Catholic priest. He's one of my favorite spiritual gurus. He said he uses God language in all of his writings because no matter how people feel about you know, their own particular faith or religious paradigm or whatever, they still use God language. Yep. And so, yes, we use God language. We use sex language both together unashamedly. And that's why I love doing the show with you, Corey Allen. I love it too. And one of the things that I thought would be fun to do the other day, I was driving down the road and, uh, there was a, I was, it was in the middle of a radio show and it was a really great song that I remember from like, you know, junior high or whatever. And when they did the little thing about what the show was all about, they were recounting the top songs from 1977. Now, don't ask me why they picked that particular year. And maybe they were just going from year to year for a long span of time. But it was so fun to just hear the top songs from that particular year. It's like time capsule, send you back in time. Well, you and I haven't been doing that, doing this show that long. But I thought that it would be fun to kind of do a year in review of some of the topics that we so vividly remember, yeah. some of the feedback that we so recall uh, inspiring, some of the hornet's nests that we kicked, some of the feathers <laughs> that we ruffled, some of the questions that linger in our minds. Um, so, yeah, I, I just wanted to start that conversation off by saying I think the most controversial issue that we discussed last year that created the most feedback, if I'm if I'm not wrong, I, only you can confirm that, Corey, since you're the one who kind of keeps more tabs on the emails and stuff. But when we asked the question, is sex an idol to you? Yep. And could you give it up? Or even should you give it yep. up? Or, you know, it, wow, did, 
did we hear from all kinds of people? Yep, the whole all idea, kinds yeah. of thoughts. Can sex can sex be a deity? Yes. Then yep. we did two shows on that, and that was, I I think that strikes a chord largely because well everybody has to define that for themselves, but there was also a realness and a rawness to that show. If I remember right, just because that's something I had been struggling with, and I and I hit you cold with it. <laughs> you you weren't you didn't even know what I was going to be bringing up that episode. Yeah, <laughs> and that, it, it I think that makes a guard. difference. Yeah, I think that makes a difference because there's a there's a rawness to life and to sex, and I, and I think when we can convey that on a show, that's going to speak deeply to people. Yeah, I had no idea the color of the bone that you're about to toss my way, but I chewed on it with you. And Absolutely. It was, deli- it was a delightful experience. And as a matter of fact, I was I was having lunch with a licensed professional counselor friend of mine after uh, those episodes. And I remember, you know, I, I told her that some there had been times in my life when I wondered if a specific friendship or romantic relationship was an idol to me. That if, you know, did it mean too much to me? And quite frankly, she looked at me and she said, yeah, that, that's bullshit. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she explained, when God gives you, she said, I'm not saying there's not such a thing as dysfunction or codependency or whatever, but she said, when God gives you an overwhelming love and passion and commitment to another human being, you can't start looking at that as, well, this must be from Satan or this must be my flesh. No, this is the best of, of the Holy Spirit rising up right. inside of me. Right. And so just to trust that if we love sex, if we enjoy sex, if we are passionate in our marriage bed, that's a gift from God. Yeah. And, but, but that's my conclusion, and other people had different conclusions, and I do love how we can so totally agree to disagree on this show. Absolutely. That it's not about being right, it's about opening lines of communication. Yep, because that's that fits right into the framework that I believe that marriage is designed to help us be better and to help us grow up, and so... You know, any kind of close, important relationship you have should challenge you some. I mean, it's not all going to be a a bed of roses and easy walk along sunset paths. So look at if you look at it that way, I think it changes. Okay, wait, now I can approach something a little differently. Now I can be a little more in present, a little more engaged, a little more involved, a little more passionate. And let's see what happens. And feel a little bit more freedom yep. to be all those things and know that you're not displeasing God. God doesn't feel as if you're taking him off the pedestal and putting sex or your spouse up there in his place. I think that God looks upon a marriage bed and when he sees a husband and wife taking total delight in each other, stirring each other's embers, lighting each other's fire, sitting each other over the edge physically, I think that he just beams. It's like, yes, yes. Right. They they love the gift that I gave them. They're unwrapping it. They're enjoying it. They're using it exactly the way I intended for it to be. That is worship of him, right. in my opinion. Yep. And again, others may have others, other opinions, but what topics linger in your mind from 2014 of that was a really fun thing to chew on together? And we heard great feedback from our listeners. Well, I think one of the, one of the ones that jumps out to me um, was when we ventured into the whole world of sex toys. Just <laughs> that because, ruffled some feathers. <laughs> just because that's not an area that, I mean, if you put it in a Christian connotation, that's not an area a lot of people even talk about. I mean, I haven't been to a life group at church where we've had the discussion about, hey, you know what I just found? And, it, and it's awesome. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the egg. You know, it's the egg <laughs> vibrator. It's, it's amazing. You know, we haven't... So that's just, I think, one of the, the avenues that we have the freedom to do is is to just talk about things and just see where they go. Because I don't know, I, I'm hoping 
that if you look back as a listener to Sexy Marriage Radio for all of 2014, but even if you go all the way back to the life of this show, that the goal is not to say, I mean, I, I hope it comes across that you get the sense that our goal is not to say this is the right way you're supposed to do it. Oh, absolutely not. That it's just a, okay, wait, you need to just figure out why do you do what you do mm-hmm. and what's getting in the way of doing something different, you know, mm-hmm. of, of improving that, of increasing that. And the analogy I always use with couples is, do you remember as a kid, the very first time you heard about the whole idea of French kissing? Ew. Yeah. And most of the time you're like, gross. Why would anybody want to do that? And then you add to it, remember the first time you hear the idea of oral sex? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you want me to put my mouth where and do what? <laughs> do you do you realize you menstruate from there and you pee, <laughs> you pee from, pee there. from there? And and then as you grow older and you confront the anxiety around the unknown idea of what that really is, you start to realize, maybe you start to realize, I really like this. You know, mm. I, I want to do this more. And, and so if you look at it through that framework, I hope that you realize our shows are really just designed, get you talking, get you thinking. Of, yeah, just open your mind yep, to the possibility. Right. And it's not that it, you have to do it. It's just, hey, what if? Why not? And, yeah. and see where that goes. And before you decide it's not for you and that you wouldn't like it, maybe try, you know, don't <laughs> right. knock it till you try it right. at least a handful of times. Because I still remember the uh, the follow-up show we did after the sex toys, um, which was from one of our great sponsors we had last year of CovenantSpice.com. It's a great mm-hmm. place to go check things out. A little shout-out. Um was that we did a show on how kinky is too kinky. And that was based off of an email we got that a husband had sent that he based on our show, they went to the site and they were looking through it and his wife was seeing that. And she's that, that is too kinky. I mean, I love that. I love that (laughs) phrase. And, but but, that meant that there were lots of other things on the page that weren't too kinky. (laughs) Well, but that also meant that they were talking about that stuff. Yes. And then who knows how that translates into the bedroom and into life and how you do married life together. And that's the goal of Sexy Marriage Radio in a nutshell. And even the conversation itself of just what's too kinky and what's kinky enough and and what the conversation itself is titillating when you start feeling your, you know, your blood kind of flow a little bit faster and your cheeks get a little bit flushed. It's not just because you're embarrassed. It's because it is exciting and it creates an adrenaline rush and it's better than, you know, running a mile. It's it's like it, it stirs something in you. Well, that something in you was put there by God and it's designed to draw you toward your spouse. So don't get afraid of it and run away from it. Latch onto your spouse and explore that, explore those possibilities. Because look at it this way. I mean, I'm going to add a little caveat. This isn't going backwards and reflecting. This is also kind of taking a moment to expand Okay. that we, we all have sex up to our level of anxiety, don't we? Yeah, but it sure is fun to go beyond that well, and level that's just, just it. a little bit. But that's know? the point is to, to experience those really move the mountain type of occasions, those really see God, spiritual bond, emotional mind meld <laughs> moments yes, together. Where the, where the heavens opened yep. and you heard the angels singing hallelujah. Yep, those, those happen most often when you are slightly uncomfortable and anxious because you're trying something novel. You're, you're, you're even more present than you were prior um, you're in your backyard and you see a helicopter from the life path fly over <laughs> or 
you know, <laughs> whatever it may be. It's just those are the times that you remember. Those are the times where you grow and you stretch and and you deepen as yes, a person you make, and you together. Make, and you make memories. Yep. And that so, when your senses are heightened and there is that adrenaline rush, it, it imprints on your brain. Right. You remember it more so than just, we did the same thing we always do. We right. got in our rut and we spun our wheels for a little bit and then we rolled over and went to sleep. Yep. And so, that's, so that's the idea is just to realize, hey, wait, sometimes being anxious about something is a good thing. You know, being nervous about something is a good thing. Right. Because that actually encourages you to actually stretch and grow into a better human being into a more well-rounded human being and into a deeper human being. Right. And it, it reminds me of, you know, like when you know, they say that speaking public speaking is one of the you know most fear inducing things that you can do. And it creates a lot of adrenaline when you're on, you know, or when you're backstage and you're waiting to go yep. on and, and your heart's racing and your palms are sweating and your mouth is dry. But as soon as you get rolling, that adrenaline yep. transforms into just energy and yep. you can explode. Translate that into what's possible in the bedroom. If you start feeling anxiety and even some fear and tension, let that just press through that. And once you get rolling, you'll find that, whoa, this is really awesome. I'm feeling so connected to you. I'm feeling like somebody I never thought that I could be. You let your hair down and you discover things about yourself and a side of yourself that you don't always let out of the closet. Yep. And I mean that in the healthiest of ways. And, and even and even do that with internally that cuz I can imagine Shannon that there's there's people listening and I know this is this happened in my life and I'm assuming it's probably happened in yours that you're going you're going through your day and and as you're kind of going along you're you're thinking about your spouse and you're kind of getting a little turned on. I'm like, "Wow, I I kind of want to do something tonight. Let's let's and maybe this is a, a, a different than the norm, you know. And so you're kind of actually excited and you're anticipating a sexual encounter, but then you get home and everything goes wrong. You know, <laughs> the house isn't clean and there's all kinds of stuff to do and, and doesn't it, live up to the fantasy. Right. And, and then you just kind of like, ah. and so by the time you get actually get to expand on that thoughts you've had earlier, you're you're not in a state to do it. And so. Sometimes just the willingness to I have some anxiety and some interest and some excitement about this early, learning how to stick with that and recreate it even is mm -hmm. a growing, is, is challenging, is pushing through those things. So it's not and and communicating it when those feelings are there. Send yep. them a text message. I can't wait to get home with you tonight. You know, yep. something to communicate. I'm thinking about you and it's causing my motor to rev. Yep. Let them know that. Yep. That, I mean, because yeah. I think that's the good stuff to, to – if you look at what we do as a show, our hope is that, that we just are challenging your thoughts, that we're, that we're challenging what you do, that, you, that you're more intentional, that, that, that you're more forthcoming with, with things, and specifically sex and our sexuality because they go hand in hand. Yeah. So speaking of not living up to the fantasy, I also think that it stirred, so it stirred the pot quite a bit. We got quite a few questions about the whole notion of, is it really okay to fantasize sexually? It's almost like we have been taught by society that to allow your brain to entertain sexual thoughts, that oh, that's dirty, that's bad, that's wrong, that's sinful, you're probably going to go to hell, there's something wrong with you that you right. even have those thoughts. Hello, how can our bodies be turned on and interested in sexual connection if it doesn't start in the brain? Your brain is your largest sex organ. Yep. 
and I'm sorry that so many people have misunderstood those scriptures about sexual thoughts. And if you even look upon a woman lustfully, you've already committed adultery in your heart. And people just assume that if I even have a sexual thought at all, I'm committing adultery and God's judging me. And no, no, no. Pick up my book, The Fantasy Fallacy, exposing the deeper meaning behind sexual thoughts. And there's a whole section on there about interpreting that scripture properly and putting your mind at ease that sexual fantasies are not only okay, they're perfectly normal and you really can't divorce yourself from them. And some people say, well, I don't, I don't have sexual fantasies. Is that okay? Well, I would say if you don't need them, you certainly don't, (laughs) don't feel the pressure to conjure them up for no reason. Don't create them out of thin air. Yeah. But if you don't have fantasies, but you also don't have much of a sex drive, there might be a connection between those two. And maybe you need to start with conjuring up some fantasies so that you can conjure up some sexual interest. Because I do think that when people shut down their minds, they can also shut down their bodies unknowingly. So I want to do some more shows on fantasy here coming up real soon uh, with the 50 shades of gray movie about to release on Valentine's day. So let's go there in a future show and table that one for now. Okay, Corey. I'm in. All right. All right. So what other show comes to your mind or shows or topics? Um, I'm trying to think. There's one that we did on the whole idea of using sex as comfort to, ah. to redefine it, if you will, that it's mm. to not just have comfortable sex, you know, because that goes against what we just talked about the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that it's the idea of you can change the meaning of some encounters. That, that if you're in the middle of hardship and if you're in the middle of struggle and you're in the middle of, I mean, you, you referenced some things that, you were, that was going on in Greg's life with his dad and, and just lots of major issues going on, you know, medical things going on and sex can actually be a good release and a good comfort. And, and so it's just allowing, let's explore. I love that we explored some of the other aspects to this act that we do. Yeah. And it's easy to think, Oh, well, I I can't be selfish and expect sex at a time like this. My spouse is grieving or there, you know, there's so many things going on actually to initiate sex with the right attitude of, I just want to be available to you. I want to distract your mind from what's overwhelming to you right now. I just want to give you some pleasure and help you sleep better. It's actually a ministry. You know, marriage is ministry and sex can be very comforting. And just to give you a quick, give all of our listeners a quick update. um, Yeah, it was last June that my father-in-law was diagnosed with liver cancer and we were so concerned that he had less than two months to live. But I just want to report that he went through six rounds of chemo and he, uh, (laughs) I think that the prognosis is good. This type of cancer, they say that some people have lived up to 10 years with. Awesome. So he is he is alive and well, Good. and we are so relieved. And so, yeah, then, then we just started having celebration sex of, okay, we, we don't have to go out and make <laughs> funeral arrangements today. Yeah. So, yeah, using sex to get through not just the good times, but the bad times too, it, it, it can go both ways. It, Absolutely. It's, it's not only for certain seasons. It, yep. it's, for, it's for regular use. And sometimes it can start by just saying what you want. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of down right now and I really would love to feel comfortable and and close to you. You interested in having some sex and you just kind of change it. Yep. So that's, that's one of the things that I've used. I've used this line with Pam a couple of times, because if you think about it, when you're talking about sex, not every one of them is through the roof spectacular. No, doesn't have to be. Nope. And some of them are just flat out miserable (laughs) at at times. (laughs) Whereas, and some men would argue with you. You've gotten those emails too. Well, what are you talking th- that's about? That's true. Any sex is good sex that's, in my book. Well, okay. And that's fine. But some of it's like, okay, that didn't work. And but, you but kind your of, standards are right. higher. I you get kind it. of feel empty. But 
there's times where lots of sex sometimes is just kind of it's mediocre good sex, you know. And so I've actually said to Pam, "Hey, you interested in a nice little mediocre sex event tonight?" <laughs> what foreplay? <laughs> well, well, no, it's not that there's no foreplay. It's just that there's not going to be a whole lot of swinging from the chandeliers because I'm pretty tired. You've been pretty tired, but let's connect anyway. And it's good enough sex. Yep. Let's have some good enough sex. Yep. And so, but it's just kind of being real. And, and being upfront about things, because that's one of the, you know, Pam and I have as one of our real good strengths between us is just humor that we've been able to develop with each other mm-hmm. and, and be able to laugh. And, and so I've actually stolen this from Gina, who was, you know, the fir- one of the first, the first co-host I had with at Sexy Marriage Radio. And so anytime we're kind of arguing or she's kind of says something harsh to me, I just look at her and say, are you coming on to me? <laughs> and it and it kind of changes the context of it. Is your agenda makeup sex thirty minutes right. from now Are you, after that, we've really yep, ticked that, each other off? Hey, royally? I like that too. That works too. Are you really trying to get some makeup sex later? So you want to have a fight now? Okay, <laughs> but it's just because that kind of thing changes the whole the whole dynamic between you. I love that. And it and it keeps it playful and it keeps it kind of up front and and man, I think that's just a better way to live life. I totally agree. So another topic that raised some eyebrows is when we talked so openly and directly about oral sex. Oh. Ah! Um, yeah. And so when you were talking about, you know, using sex as comfort, I can totally see a nice offering of oral sex would be incredibly comforting and distracting <laughs> from pain. I mean, you know, let's yep. be real when, when someone is going down on us it, or when our spouse, let me just make that very specific. <laughs> Uh, I'm not talking about in vast general terms. Um, when our spouse is going down on us, I'm trying to say this with a straight face. It is so intimate. Mm-hmm. It is so personal and it becomes so euphoric within such a short amount of time mm-hmm. that how can you possibly continue to entertain thoughts of how are we going to get out of debt? The dog needs to be taken to the vet. Uh, I'm worried that my mom is is coming down with dementia or it's just it, you can't focus on all these other things swirling around in your brain all day right. long. It's like your focus just goes straight to what is happening right. between your legs at the hands or mouth of your spouse. And it is amazing. Yep. But one of the one of the emails that I distinctly remember getting that I don't think that we've brought it up on the air yet because even I was so shocked by it. But I can't, you know, the more I've thought about it, the more I can't necessarily disagree with it. I just know that it's going to really challenge, especially some of our female listeners. But let's just throw it out there since we've revisited the topic. There was one guy who said that there's something very psychological to a man whose wife is willing not just to perform oral sex, but who is willing to receive his ejaculate and even even swallow that. Yep. So she's like drinking him all in. She's taking him into the fibers of her being. Absolutely. That there is something very deeply moving, humbling, overwhelming, affirming to a man when that happens. Now, ladies, I know that some of you are thinking, maybe (laughs) on birthdays or anniversaries. Some people are hearing this. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just food for thought. Yep. Food for thought. That if it means something very, very significant to your spouse... Maybe it's something that you can't consider more often than the once a year 
or, or maybe, you know, some people are like, never, that's never happened and it never will. You know, again, if, if it means that much to your spouse, just ask yourself the question, is it that much skin off my nose? If, if I were to just try that, or if it, is it going to make a difference to anybody's salvation? If I do something that is so outside my comfort zone and what's the worst thing that can happen that you have a little gag reflex and maybe you have to go spit it out. So what right. you you've done that with tons of different you know restaurant experiences before oh, you know oysters oh let me run to the bathroom <laughs> get over it this is your husband that we're talking about okay. this is his self esteem that we're talking about this is his his sexual identity that he he's looking at you as a mirror to reflect back to him how desirable and even how palatable he is and I would say something very similar to the fellas that are f- fearful to go down thank you. That, oh, but it, the taste, oh, but the, uh, oh, okay, so what? You know, start in the shower. Then you can just have a whole tons of water to help. Yeah. And the sensations and feelings are still there. So if that's something your wife is saying, you know, I really wish you would, then do it. If that's something that's never brought up, well, bring it up. Go down. See what happens. And, you know, some of the most erotic moments a couple can share is when they manscape or ladyscape each other. So if, if it's the hair that bothers you, you know what? Get some scissors, get a, a you know, a, a buzz razor thing. What am I looking for? A razor? Th- not some clippers. Clippers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ra- a razor might be a little too dangerous. Yeah, no razors. Scary. No razors but, in somebody else's hand down there. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But clippers. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, if you're going to feed them a picnic on the lawn, trim the grass. Yeah. So yeah, trim the grass, do whatever cleansing in the bath or shower that you feel like needs to be done for you to be comfortable, but drink your spouse in yep. literally just try it. it. It, the, the reaction that you will get is so worth getting accustomed to whatever flavor or whatever there might be. Right. And you, you might decide like, I remember as a kid, I did not like spinach. I did not like spinach. I hated it when my mother served spinach. Now one of my favorite side dishes is creamed spinach. So yeah, not trying to draw any direct parallels there, but the idea is you have to try something over and over before you get accustomed to it, that you can do it without gagging. Yeah. And I do think that this is something that with practice, it can actually become a very wonderful part of your lovemaking. But it, don't use this as the measuring stick. Don't be like, no. well, you're not sexually confident or, no. or, or we don't have a sexy marriage because you won't do this for me. Please don't beat him over the head with nope. this particular desire. Because it could also be you need to just turn the lights on during sex. And that's a big challenge for you this year. You know, mm-hmm. it, you, yeah. need, you, you, you need to you want to initiate it when you have the thoughts, you actually follow through with action. Yeah, or that you let you let him see you naked, yeah. or you let her see you naked, or yeah. you know, or you dress provocatively for him, and it's appropriate still, but it's provocative. It's huh. you know, it, it, I don't know what it might be defining you that really stretches and challenges you, but that's the, to me, that's the whole goal is if we're gonna be beings that evolve, we got to move beyond sex's leftovers, mm-hmm. and and move into the world of okay, this kind of stretches me and challenges me, and I'm uncomfortable, but. Just because I'm uncomfortable doesn't mean I'm not willing to try. Yeah, and I think that the longer you're married, the harder you do need to work to infuse something new and refreshing and energizing into the relationship. And I love the show that we did with Dr. Doug Rosenau on 
a baby boomers guide to yeah. hot sex and just he had some really practical yes. tips that I immediately told Greg it's like okay now that you're in your 50s here's what you need to know that would help in different <laughs> positions or you know whatever yep. we we are going to grow old yep. with our spouses if all goes as planned and so we are going to have to make adjustments and work a little harder to keep things a little bit more alive because yeah by the time we've been married several years we think we've tried everything but oh, I love it when we discover something new and Absolutely. look at each other and go, oh, and, we've never done this before. 25 years of marriage and this is something we've never done before. How fun. Okay. And I, I want to expand that just beyond the idea of just techniques too. Uh, because that's one of the nice things I loved about D- Doug's show. But it was also, because are you familiar with uh, Passionate Marriage from Dr. Schnarch? No. Okay. I, I, I'm familiar with Dr. Schnarch just because you talk about okay. him so often. You, you, you love his stuff. I, I do. But in, he, in, in his book, Passionate Marriage, towards the end of it, there's a chapter where it's talking about, uh, you know, because the, the main premise is it's not necessarily what you do. It's how, it's how into it you are, how present you are as a person. I like that. And, and how developing you are because sex is actually a laboratory for our own development. And so he's working with a couple. And one of the issues was as, as the husband had gotten older, his erection was less hard. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just normal, you know. Surprise. That, yeah. yeah. So he couldn't stand as full of attention, which meant he he took that as a hit of himself. So now he, he would withdraw a little bit, which his wife is picking up on. Uh-oh, what's going on? He's not as hard as he used to be. Maybe it's me. You know, so now she's internalizing it. And so they both are kind of in their own camps and they're getting more and more distant from each other. And if you frame it, though, to look at it as, okay, wait, this is actually a time where you could really connect on deeper levels. What they actually found was she was more than willing to assist him when it came to having sex, you know, having intercourse. Mm -hmm. That he didn't have to just stand at attention. She could actually hold him and help guide him a little more. And that actually his willingness to let her help and her willingness to step up and be willing to help made them both connect on a different level than they ne- than they ever had prior. And if you look at it through that lens, I think that's incredibly deep. I think that that is sexy. Absolutely it that is. That when you just make room for whatever adjustments need to be made for whatever reasons, that's sexy. That says to that person, it's you yep. that I want to be with. It's yep. not your erection. Yep. It's it's not your breasts. It's it, it's you yep. as a human being, and all these all these things that we do. It's just a manifest. It's a physical manifestation of the internal love and commitment that I have for you as a human being. Yeah, and that's it, that's it what I think. So of. Yeah, that's what I love about what we can talk about and what this show is. What's to come in this show, even you know what what we haven't even scratched the surface yet with. Yeah, so keep listening and send us your ideas, and we love your feedback. Yes, Thank we do. Thank you so much. Well, I'm looking forward to 2015. Yep, I think it's going to be a great year. Let's I make too. it a great year. I do, too. So thanks again for listening to us. If there's something that we've not covered, something that you want to let us know was your favorite show, we'd even love to know that. Send it to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com or jump on sexymarriageradio.com on this show and leave us a comment in the comment section. So Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thank you for taking time out of your day to make us part of your day. And we look forward to all that is unfolding this year for you. So wherever you are, have a great one today. See you God next bless time. you guys.